Welcome back to another episode of the Anime Show with Joey and Aki. I'm your host, Joey. And I'm your co-host, Aki. And in this episode, we're going to be talking about How to Japan with a special guest. We talk about how anime has changed for the better or worse over the years. And our favorite and least favorite Ghibli films. Get the podcast now on Wooshka SoundCloud or by downloading the free SBS Pop Asia app. We got a special guest. Oh my goodness. Hey everyone, Gaijin Goomba here. Yeah, from... Gaijin Goomba. <laughs> <laughs> hey, it's Gaijin Goomba Media now because I had to make legal changes. Really? Yeah. Well, it's because I wanted, like when you're on YouTube and you want people to look at your data and stuff and help manage it, Yeah. like you have to make a new name. Mm. So it's like, well, I might as well just tag media at the end of that. Like People have been asking me that forever and it's you're like... You're not going to be like Gaijin Goomba LLC. That's actually my company's name. Really? Yeah. I have to get it – since I'm moving to Texas, I have to get it remade, so I'm going to change it to something else. But yeah. no, like right now, Gaijin Goomba LLC is my company yeah. name. LLC. So what do you do? So we're here with the CEO of Gaijin Goomba LLC. Oh, my, oh my goodness. Gosh. It's an honor. So what do you, what do, you do? Um, I teach multiculturalism before through gaming, but now I'm heavily starting to branch off into anime and animation in general just because it's like – it culture influences so much of our media, and it's amazing what you can actually learn from just stopping and being like, what is this really from? And yeah. it's like, it makes you a much more well-rounded person. Mm. Yeah, definitely. And uh, we're actually coming to you guys live right now from Indiana. Indianapolis. Because we're here with Gaijin and a bunch of other people uh, for Indie PopCon. Yeah. So uh, we literally just got done with, like, a, I had a two, uh, Aki and I had a two-hour signing Guys, you were there for like three I had a, hours. I had a three-hour sighting on my table on my feet. Yeah, Yay. so we're Sounds all uh, very tuckered out. Yeah, but... especially me. Yeah, but you we fell asleep on your box. Yeah, you did. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, I actually wanted to get Gaijin on the show this week because uh, we also, uh, apart from the signing, we also just did a joint panel together mm-hmm. for an hour. So I thought maybe we can talk about some of the things we discussed on that panel. Yeah. Uh, for those of you who couldn't make it to Indie PopCon. Um, and basically, you know, we have three anime experts, but we also have, you know, people who, all three of us who are kind of exposed to the Japanese language and the Japanese culture, but from different perspectives, you know, me being half and being fluent in the language and living in Japan to, you know, Gaijin who worked as a teacher, English teacher for two years, was it? Two years. Two years. And then we have Aki who is like, you know, trying to move and like trying to learn the language and whatnot. So I thought... For this week, uh, we can kind of just talk about that, like the differences and like the, I guess, what's the word I'm trying to look for? Not discrepancies, but like it's just basically like how how do like yeah. how do how Japan do. how do how do Japan? There you go, <laughs> there you go, guys. That's going to be the title of this week's episode. How, how do, do Japan? Um, but what was one of the questions we got? One of the big questions we got was how do you study? Oh yeah, and it's like. I actually legitimately hate, like, the mainstream, like, oh, go get Rosetta Stone and, and like, mm. spend all this money on all this software. It's like, dude, I started off with Pimsleur's Japanese One, which was, like, six discs for 30 bucks. Yeah. And it's like, the big thing is that you have to constantly expose yourself. It's not only just, like, oh, I'm going to study this one word a day and then another word another day. It's like, mm-hmm. you need to learn a word and then go back and, and learn and relearn it and remember it as you're learning the new, the, the new, um, words. All right. And it's like, 
if you cannot incorporate the language in your everyday life out of necessity in some way, shape, or form, you will never master the language. It's mm-hmm. like I didn't get – as someone who started studying Japanese in college and now I feel I'm nowhere near fluent, but I'm comfortable. But I didn't get comfortable with the language until I was actually in Japan and I had to use it to survive. Right, right. And like Aki, you had like a similar experience with that like recently. Like when yeah. you were in Japan – God, when was that? May? Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. yeah, I went to school for four years, and it was enough to learn the basic sentence structures, a vocabulary word here and there, and I was pretty good at it. Um, then, you know, when you live in Vegas, where this, Spanish is basically a second language, that right. that isn't exactly, like, taught uh, automatically, but you just catch on. It's very hard to find an opportunity to test out Japanese, but I, mm. I really wanted to learn that. Um, a few years later, then I met you and I went to Japan and all that just kind of naturally came back. And, uh, then I don't know, the more you just talk to natives, uh, the more you just kind of like catch on with slang and how things are shortened up, uh, and also just the accent and different mm. things. So, mm. uh, it's, it's definitely the hardest language to learn, but not impossible. And, um, yeah. And it's also like, when you see what words exist and what kind of sentences exist in Japanese, it says a lot about the culture. Right, right, right. So. And like we were playing Shiritori last night just yeah. to try – just so I could help get my vocabulary like back on track because I got no one to talk to in Japanese at home. Mm. And it's like – it's it's amazing at how many like tsu and du and – what was it like – what was the one that you kept – that I kept knocking back to you? She. Yeah, yeah, she was to, another big one. To explain this game, uh, it's basically a Japanese vocabulary game. So if I were to make this game in English – you take like the last, in our case, letter and start off another word beginning with that letter. So if I told you cat, you can say tack. But in the Japanese language, it there are certain... It's the syllable. Yeah, yeah it's consonant it, vowel. Yeah, it's consonant vowels and syllables. And there are certain ones that you can't use. If you use it, you lose. Yeah. So if I said you can't use anything with a ch... Or like in the beginning of the word. If I said on a I don't know attach, attach, yeah, something like that. Yeah, yeah. you can't say. Well, that would be then really the, hard. Well, I mean, the, game the, the reason yeah. the words you can't use they end with the sound called like mm, yeah, because no word in Japanese like begins with mm. So like, what was the first word that I dropped that I just immediately lost on? It was like something in the ramen, and I'm uh, like, dang it. Yeah, yeah, you said ramen, and I'm like, well, that was quick. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but uh, I mean, like, that's uh. You know, that's, like, a really, like, I, I think that's, like, a really, like, fun game to improve. Like, you know, I recommend playing that game for people who are trying to learn, especially, yeah. like, a lot of, like, mm. words in Japanese. Mm-hmm. If you can play that with a Japanese person, like, you learn so many new words. Like, yeah. you know, I used to do that, like, with some of my friends back in high school. Like, just be like, hey, let's play Shiritori. So, like, I can slam all these words into my head. Yeah. But, um, yeah, no, it's, it's great fun. And like, you know, that's like a, that's a great way that I got to know as well, like a bunch of words. Like, I used to play with my grandma and my mom all the goddamn time. Right. I love those stories of your grandma just slamming you so hard with like, oh, yeah, words. yeah. So like my grandma, you know, being full Japanese, you know, going into her eighties this year, um, you know, she's obviously like, you know, a master with her words, right? Mm-hmm. So like, we'd play Shiritori, but like, she'd always f- somehow find a way to end each word with the same like uh syllable 
So I'd have to keep going through like all the words that began with that same syllable, and I could never escape from it until the point where I'm like, I can't think of any more words that start with that. Mm-hmm. It was really annoying. Yep. I've always wanted to know, like, how many people like legitimately use Rosetta Stone? Because I see like on the internet, like it's gotten to a point where like it's kind of memeified. Like yeah. it's it's absolutely terrible. Like don't use it. I've I've heard a lot of people say that they still like, when people ask me how I got started, um, they say I got started with Rosetta Stone, mm. but it didn't work. And I'm like, yeah, dude, Pimps of Japanese one for the win. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but no, if you need books, Nakama is good, Genki is good, Pimps of Japanese one is good. But honestly, like, you have to find a reason to use it in your everyday life. And, like, for me, in the beginning, it really was anime manga. Mm. It was, like, I want to I want to linguistically understand all these things that, like, four kids kept taking out back in the yeah, day. Yeah, yeah. And so I just – you, you have to find the need. And that's yeah. the hardest part. And, and there's, like, a lot of people who say, like, oh, don't learn Japanese off of anime and manga. But – and I've said that in, you know – past videos and i'm sure you have too guys mm-hmm. but like what we mean by that is like don't just use anime and manga mm-hmm. like use anime and manga to aid you but don't use it solely well honestly the best things to help you the most are children's shows yeah like Doraemon is really good chibi monoko chan is really good uh nippon no mukashi bonashi is really really good and you can find all you can find the majority of these on crunchyroll too yeah so if you have a crunchyroll account go watch yeah, these shows com slash anime man <laughs> good plug good segue bro <laughs> yeah man <laughs> <laughs> but yeah it's like the thing like a lot of american kids shows are like stupid i'm I'm sorry but like with the exception of like sesame street right. they're not entertaining they're just mm-hmm. there yeah. whereas japan like japan's culture and like there are so many folk stories mm. and they're all simplistically told and it's like i can keep up with that mm. um chibi marco chan and, and doraemon are both like this is life mm. and you learn a lot of life words from it so yeah. Definitely. Have you ever seen an episode of, like, Doraemon or Chibi Mariko Tanagi? Uh, no, I haven't, but I'm... You know what they are, though, right? Yes, yeah, I know them. And I I haven't watched them because, well, a video is going to come out of the reasoning why. It's because it's just not... It wasn't convenient back then, and Mm. there's too many episodes for me to start. And I'm probably too old to really get into it now. Oh, so you say that, but when I, was, that. when I was when I was your age, I watched Chibi Marco Chan. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, yeah. Like, I can still like sit down and watch like a Doraemon movie yep. and enjoy it a lot. Yeah, but yeah, I might enjoy it. I just you know, I haven't. <laughs> yeah, just give it a shot. I mean, yeah. we've already got plenty of anime and manga to re- read and watch. So. Mm. That's true. Yeah. So, um, what's another thing? Another, well, another thing too was like, how did we feel about anime rising in popularity so quickly? I think that's a good topic. That's a good. I topic. actually like it. Yeah, you you good. had a pretty good answer. What did you say? I said that you know there are little niches that happened in the old anime like that that don't exist today. Like mm-hmm. for example, Creative Freedom was a lot more flexible back then than it is today. Like you could have as much gore and weirdness as you wanted. Um, and there's so many out there, but nowadays a lot of censorship and the lack of demand for those kinds of anime, um, Mm -hmm. uh, came through. It's just supply and demand, basic business stuff. And so people loved the, uh, the cute girl and the, uh, bright animation and simple slice of life storylines and 12 episodes because of patience. Mm. And, um, and I, I like, and you know what? There are gems out there that exist. 
that have come out that I am in love with. Um, there's a lot of people that can probably go against uh, most anime today because of what it's relied itself on. But, you know, the community, not everyone really gets those um, deep message ones, but those are the ones that are appreciated by people who have grown up with these things. So it's just, it's changed a lot, but in a lot of ways, for the better, it I don't th- say anime is dying, but there is a part that has kind of faded away a mm. bit. Um, well, that's the thing, right? It's like people debate, like, oh, the quality of anime has declined in mm. modern times. I don't think it's so much declined as it's just changed. It, it, it Like, has. the standard of quality has changed from, you know, or what the, the majority of the anime or the consumers see as quality from, like, you know, a good story mm. to just, like, and I don't mean to, like, you know, standardize or, like, you know, just be sure. overall about it. And I'm sure, like, you know, different people think different ways about it, but, like, this, the basic idea is, like, you know, it went from, like, quality being, you know, a great story with, like, a bunch of great, and you know, very detailedly written characters and, like, a lot of detail to stuff that, you know, is has... A lot of cute girls, or yeah. is waifu material, has good music, has a great fan base to go behind it, you know, something well, like that. To be yeah. fair, like, even old 90s anime that we put as, like, god tier, mm. if you go back from a really objective standpoint, you can see chinks in the armor. Like, my big thing is, like, I love Roni Kenshin because it's so wrapped up in history and culture, and I love that. Mm. But it's like, I go back and it's like, there are so many wild takes and I feel like if you do that too much, yeah. it actually takes away from the artistic value that now is so coveted when it comes to anime. Where mm. before it's like if someone gets punched, it's like whole big white circles and small pupils and like the, the stereotypical big mm. lump. Yeah, yeah. And it's like if you do that too much, you're taking away the aesthetic value of presentation. Mm. So I guess so. I mean, but I'm I'm old. So. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, I I'm, I'm gonna come from like a little bit of both sides because I I've grown up with it and I've seen the the change and I still hold very dear to a lot of anime that aren't really carried on in today's like you'll never see another freaking anime like Ghost in the Shell or Ergo Proxy. Right. I don't mm-hmm. uh, I don't think you. I mean, have... you will, but no one will talk about it. Yeah, not. Yeah. And that, I mean, yeah, it's sad, but there are anime where I have had so much hope, like, oh my god, there are still people that are spending this much time making these great stories. Like, silent, like, a silent voice is just fantastic. Mm. Um, that one was just great. And then Kimi no Nawa, that was a recent one, and it even beat Spirited Away. That, In a matter of months. Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah, man. it is now, it has the highest grossing, uh, it's the, it's the highest grossing animated film, film ever. Of all time. Yeah, of all really, time. Really, what about, how does your or, name... Or anime film, I think. Yeah. Especially, what about your name? Because I know... Oh, that's no, your that, name. That, yeah. Oh, okay, yeah, that's I'm sorry. the same one. Oh, okay, I'm blanking. Yep, yeah, yep. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah. yeah you're, you're, Kimi, no, Kimi no Namai, okay, yeah, sorry. Kimi, yeah, Kimi no Nawa, your name. Oh, no, okay, yeah. yep, sorry. Me, Spirited Away mm. in, like, Spirited Away came out, what? 10 years ago? Long time. It was a while. Long time. And it had its reign. And it won And it won an Oscar. Yeah. yeah, you know. So it 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 had its reign for a long time. Then Kimi no Nawa, it got nominated, but didn't win. No, but didn't need, but didn't win. Yeah, it didn't it, need to though. I mean, it didn't need to. It already, yeah. it was already. Well, actually, it got like, nominated it, to be nominated. It got so popular. I remember I saw an article. It got so popular to a point where Shinkai, the director, was like, "Please stop watching this." Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. because he didn't actually think Kimi no Nawa was that good. Really? Yeah. Well, it's because uh. it's because of the time travel element. Because not only is it time travel elements. It's like 
different periods of that time travel. Right, like, right. And that, I mean, it's very much Girl Who Leapt Through Time kind oh, of vibe. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Like, I got that vibe from mm. it. And, like, I thought the movie overall was really good. It had it had a great, satisfying ending. Oh, yeah, Like, that mm. was... Mm, that but Shinko's always really good at his endings. Like, just, like, yeah. that perfect... Like, the end of, like, five centimeters per second as well was just, like... Yeah. Oh. I mean, Shinko is just, like, a master at love... Oh yeah. The, the way he I actually need to do I've been planning to do a video on him for a long time. Mm. Talking about some anime series uh that have gone really popular that I think have a really great storyline, you know, for example, Attack on Titan. Mm-hmm. Um I liked that aspect of it. And also uh, there's Boku no Hero Academia, the story oh. of a kid who um who is just average but proves that you don't need superpowers to be a hero. And that's something that we've kind of seen in the past with other things, but the way Boku no Hero Academia does it is very very relatable. Yeah. Uh, I'd say because he sticks as a normal person. But I mean, that's the thing is they all stick as normal people. I I said this at the panel and I'll say it here is that I hear a lot of people saying that all of the girls in academia are best girls and it's like I would disagree not because that they're bad characters but because they're well written human characters yeah and I was like the one thing that I fear when it comes to the popularization of anime is I fear that the tropes of like the tsundere the the yandere just like having mo like like moe characters that have these specific traits that are formulaic because the like directors know they'll do well will stifle creativity and the one thing that makes anime so beautiful is being able to show human emotion and compassion and all of the beautiful things of humanity and it's like mm. you strip all of that away when you're like this character must be this way well that's mm. the thing right it's like directors and like creators anime creators have found a way to kind of find the formula of what creates a particular trope Mm -hmm. and use that not to create a character but just to create like just to fetishize that character for that specific trait and that's why i love shows like the monogatari series because all of those characters yes they fit a trope Mm -hmm. but they're written in such a way where they're almost satirizing the fact that they are being fetishized yeah and also there's some stories out there where they're still really good uh and but you always have that one character who i guess you know wins the hearts of everyone like so one anime that's really recent that i would say i honestly think had a great storyline and you know what it is following a lot of typical tropes but i thought it was really good was kobayashi's dragon maid oh yeah, oh, yeah. that was fantastic like it, it nothing really happened you didn't necessarily need the dragons to exist but that little element just makes it that much more cuter and then kana she was just the one character that was just adorable yeah um and sometimes you know does anime always need to have like a meaning to it sometimes you just i don't know sometimes sometimes it it can literally just be dumb entertainment no no no. well like isn't that what like half of every like studio ghibli movie is like like here's the thing i didn't grow up with my neighbor totoro and Mm. i know that i'm probably going to get a lot of hate from saying this but as an adult i thought it was boring Mm -hmm. because there's no conflict there's no structure but as a kid it's fantastic yeah. because it's all these things that are just – it's life. It just happens. And mm. I, before I was like, man, a lot of these Miyazaki moves are boring. But now I can go back and be like, it's just living and there's mm. a lot of beauty within living. And not everything has to have conflict and like conflict resolution. Sometimes things just happen. Well, right. Like, and that's where like you know the whole very famous quote of Miyazaki saying anime was a mistake thing. Mm-hmm. Like that's the root of that quote that a lot of people don't know. Like a lot of people think they hear that quote and they think that 
Miyazaki hates anime. Mm-hmm. But in actual fact, what he hates is the idea that a lot of these anime studios that create, you know, all these Moe Blob shows and all these, you know, shows that fetishize certain niches are looking towards other anime when they create their characters and stories. Right. Because Miyazaki is, you know, was trained pretty much as a traditional artist and cartoonist mm-hmm. where he looked towards inspirations and, you know, people just living their own lives, like, in real life when creating his characters and stories. Right. And so when he said anime was a mistake, he means, like, that whole aspect of no one's looking towards the real life and the beauty of real life anymore, right. you know? Um, I don't know if I had to explain that to people because <laughs> I've always seen so many people saying, like, oh, Miyazaki hates anime. I'm like, oh, I mean, honestly, coming from him, I don't really blame him. Yeah. Yeah. And and with what he does. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. What's you guys' favorite Miyazaki film, though? Spirited Away. Spirited Away. Like, I know that's really stereotypical, but it's like Miyazaki loves to have non-villains like he has antagonists but no one is ever like i am evil for the sake of the story or something like that right like even even like the the witch of the waste which was like starting off as like i'm evil Mm. turned into like a good not good but like a decent character like a human character well he actually said this in an interview that he hates the concept of good versus evil he hates it Mm. he hates it he hates it and in his movies, he likes to display that both exist in every person mm-hmm. um, and that not everyone's perfect. Uh, and he's done this with almost every single character. Um, his view on Spirited Away that he really le- wants from Chihiro is a very, I guess, naive and very shy girl overcoming her, her all of her fears and becoming brave and strong and something that he wants to empower in young girls. Mm-hmm. And although, like, she may have messed up every now and then she may complain sometimes she's still a good she's still a good kid yeah. and then there was no face who you know he's he's a mystery and then he turned into an absolute monster but through reason from chihiro then he he suddenly became supportive and a good guy um and so you know all these characters have all of these different sides and so i like that message that miyazaki gives but yeah i know uh what's but like even even yubaba was yeah. not necessarily a bad person no she just ran a business and like granted yeah. she used people like she used kohaku and and that was you know that was pretty villainous mm. but mm-hmm. by the end of it it's like she kept her word and like yeah it's just like go home i don't care yeah she's just a cranky person but yeah. i mean she's fair like yeah definitely mm-hmm. And it's not like people at the end hated her or anything. Like oh, I liked Yubaba's character. Oh, yeah, yeah she was super solid. So. Like, even her own sister that had a much more, I guess, softer uh, mm-hmm. softer heart. She even explained to Chihiro, like, ah, oh, yeah, my sister, she can sometimes be stubborn. But, you know, just give her a chance. Like, she's, mm-hmm. like she'll be she'll be fine. And so, yeah, I, I like that how Miyazaki just really puts that in perspective. And, I don't know, for the longest time, Disney's always put bad versus... Uh, um, good. good. Well, yeah. it's, e- it's easy to digest, and I think mm. that's why. Yeah, yeah it appeals be- to a larger audience. Yeah. What's your favorite Miyazaki film? Nausicaa. Nausicaa? Yeah, and yeah. T- honestly, I have not met one person who just told me that's their favorite, mm. and that's fine. I think it's just because, well, one, that was actually it's my. technically f- not Ghibli either. I don't. Yeah. No, no, that's fine because it's I didn't I didn't adopted. ask I didn't ask what your favorite Ghibli film was. I asked yeah. what your favorite Miyazaki film was. Yeah. It's 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 
it's adopted. Yeah, Let's it's adopted. It now. It, like it's in the Ghibli stores and everything. Like they they counted in part of the family now. Yeah. Um. But no, Miyazaki made uh, Nausicaa, and that was actually the first Miyazaki film I I saw. Mm. And I don't know why I didn't see Spirited Away first. I saw that like a little bit later after that. But when I saw Nausicaa, I don't know, seeing this girl that was empowering and then also just all of the stuff she's going through to free these ohm and trying to reason with everyone that um that the forest isn't evil it's actually trying to fix itself and seeing how stubborn humans are and how he like really touches on pollution quite a bit in a lot of his films well i mean my my first mizaki film was mononoke hime oh same and i was like wow this dude is violent yeah 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 (laughs) well mononoke hime is easily my favorite ghibli film yeah but my favorite uh, Miyazaki film is actually Lupin the Third, Castle of Cagliostro. Yeah, a good movie. That is a fantastic, and it's funny oh. you mentioned you know that whole idea of Miyazaki hates the idea of a clear good and a clear evil mm. because I think that's the whole reason why he decided to direct that film and produce it, I believe, mm-hmm. because. Mm-hmm. Lupin the Third is like a perfect example of that, and that movie is a perfect example of that. Because like you know, Lupin the Third is this thief, mm. you know, who rolls with other thieves. Who rolls with other thieves, you know, like Jigen and Goemon and like all those fantastic characters who, again, are both can be good mm. characters, but at the same time, you have to remember that they're thieves. You know, they're committing crimes, and even like the main antagonist of that Zenigata, yeah, Zenigata, yeah. like as well, like you know, he's he can sometimes be sneaky, even though he's a cop. You know, he pulls sneaky tricks to try and mm-hmm. capture Lupin, you But know? he's doing his job. Right. I, th- I think the most villainous out of all of them is, sadly, Fujiko. Oh, yeah, yeah, definitely. Like, she's so in it for herself yeah. and, like, only herself. Oh, he swer- she swerves a Lupin, like, so much. And right? I'm just like, come on, man. He just wants some of that. You know what's funny? <laughs> like, I have a favorite, like, Miyazaki film that isn't even Ghibli, and I have a favorite Ghibli film, but Miyazaki didn't direct it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, my favorite Ghibli film, and Miyazaki did not direct it, was when Marnie was there. And I know that's a recent one, but my God, did that blow a lot of things out of the water. I keep, th- I keep forgetting who that other director was. I, f- I forget too but whoever you are you did fantastic yeah um, uh, Takahashi no, I think I think it's Takahashi yeah when Marnie was there well first off that's the first uh, I, I'm sorry Miyazaki I know you're never going to listen to this but that's the first anime film or anime story that I've seen or no anime film that I've seen based off of like a non like a Japanese non- well yeah because novel. like well yeah because every Miyazaki film is also written by Miyazaki yeah mm-hmm. and so yeah. Well, but when Marnie was there that was just that, that blew my mind because there are things in there that I never thought that they'd play with it's based off a novel from like the 40s or yeah. 30s I think and it was beautiful it is beautiful now if I had to say it my, is very Ghibli though yeah but it is. not Miyazaki now if I had to say my favorite Ghibli film that also was directed by Miyazaki yeah uh other than Nausicaa yeah well cause Nausicaa is technically not Ghibli yeah no, my that. favorite yeah my favorite yeah, Ghibli so Ghibli film. directed and written by Miyazaki okay uh I mean yeah they're spirited away and uh Howl's Moving Castle is pretty oh wait I like you Castle know what? Castle. Ca- Castle in the Sky. I really like that one. Mm. Um, whoa, Whisper of the Heart. Really? What? Wait, was Whisper of the Heart Wait. Miyazaki though? I don't know. I thought I feel it it's not Miyazaki. Is because I really like Whisper was of the Heart. Cat, was Cat Returns? Cat Returns was Miyazaki. Okay. I don't know if Whisper of the Heart was, but I still freaking love that movie. I what is it with me? Like that's my so favorite. interesting because I couldn't stand that movie. Really? Really? It's Whisper one of the, the most heart, loved ones. Whisper of the Heart just. 
Like, maybe, again, maybe it's just me from the adult perspective, but it's like, nothing's happening. But it is, that's the it thing is, is, though, it is very Shinkai. Yeah. Like, it is such a... Sh- like, I would not be surprised if Shinkai directed that. Because that no. is such a Shinkai Well, film. the thing about Whisper of the Heart, that's actually really loved by the older generation. Oh, yeah. Sure. Uh, that's well, one of my that's mom's Because that's what it was favorite. made. Yeah. yeah. And so, when older generation, uh, like, people that watched it in Japan, like, there was a survey done or, like, a discussion uh, in public. People said that... Um, the thing about Whisper of the Heart is that they're sad because it brings them back to a time of young love mm-hmm. of, you know, you have no idea what's going to happen in the future. And the way that Whisper of the Heart was done is like, it leaves with the option, yeah, they might not work out, but this was an experience. Yeah. It, is, it is very much, uh, I think the whole reason why it was so successful, especially with the little bit more older generation, not really <laughs> with the kids, is that it follows the tradition of J-drama. Yes. Uh-huh. Yes, it did. Yeah, it is totally if Miyazaki or whoever directed that wrote a J-drama and yeah. then animated it. And can I go on record in saying, like, l- despite what we say about favorites and not favorites, you guys like what you like. Like, yeah. don't don't take us yeah, as, yeah, like, yeah, totally, staple. totally. You know what else yeah. I like? The Grave of the Fireflies. Now, that's another one. I oh, can't figure out if it's Bo Ghibli or Miyazaki. Go. Well, it's, okay, it's... M- it's not Miyazaki. God. It's not a Miyazaki film, but it's a Ghibli film. Oh my goodness. I think that's I think that's also directed by Takahashi. Do I just not like films where they come hand in hand? Like? <laughs> I think I think that's a Takahashi film. Okay, because yeah. I can't. Oh no. Okay, what's one? I'll say my least favorite. Up on Palpy Hill. I never. I've never that. seen it. Saw it. Didn't like it. I, I, I'm I, sorry. Um, I you know it. I, you know what's my least favorite mm-hmm. Ghibli Miyazaki film? Ponyo. That's surprising. I really? could not get into that really? at all. I feel that you know Ponyo, to me, was Totoro back then. Okay. Yeah. You know, it's like no. you need to be a kid to enjoy this. You know what? Because I love po- uh, Ponyo. Really? Yeah. Uh, I saw it. But here's the thing. Here's the thing. I didn't like it at first. I saw it in the theaters. Yeah. It was funny because I, I was the only one there. Well, there was a little family like in the very front. And then there was like this big, big black guy in the back being like, he was like nodding his head. He didn't cry or anything. He's yeah. like... He, and then as soon as the movie ends, uh, we go out. And I guess his girlfriend was watching something else or uh-huh. maybe his sister. And then she was just like, hey, how was it? He's like, it was good. Because <laughs> <laughs> I watched that like with like my uh, – like a friend of my mom's and like his little son. Who yeah. was like maybe what, four at the time? And I was like, what, late teens. So I was watching that with him and, you know, Japanese kid – freaking loved it it was like the 50th time you'd seen it yeah no i would say it is definitely like the totoro of back then because that's an adventure of two kids and Mm. i would say that that really but uh it reaches out to the children who just want to go on a big adventure like i love the part where he uh utilizes like you can turn a toy boat like into life size because how many kids wanted that a lot of kids probably want to make the other thing too though is that i i would put ponios higher up because it had it had conflict of general interest. It's like there it was like the the perspective of the ocean and then like of mm. humanity. And it's like human. There's always this thing of like humanity keeps screwing up nature because that's just how things basically work in Japan. It's like mm. Shintoism itself is like let's make sure that the kami of nature aren't super irritated so they don't turn into like really vengeful spirits. Yeah, and come like after you us. just saying all of that like just reminded me of the movie because I genuinely don't remember anything from that movie. Well, I mean, but see, that's the thing. It's like you had you had Maybe Ponyo's, I need to watch it again. Right? Yeah. It was like Ponyo's dad, I think it was dad, yeah. who was like humanity sucks and then it, the you had The professor Ponyo's, guy, right? Yeah, and yeah. then you had Ponyo's mom who was like the giant woman who was like, eh, 
Man, what if? Dude, I'm still like surprised. Like all the movies I've named, I've either I've either liked it from one or the other. Like, oh man, I love that, but it wasn't made by Miyazaki. And I yeah. love this one. Oh, it was made by Miyazaki, but not Ghibli. Yeah. I'm like, can I just not like it when they make something together? Do you not, not have a Do you not have a movie that? Is Ghibli and directed by Miyazaki? I mean, I don't have a favorite. To be honest, they're kind of all on the same boat. Which yeah. they were good, but they weren't my favorite. Well, that's one thing that I think we said at the panel. It's like Ghibli is like an. It's almost not anime at this yeah. point. It's 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 an it's an not anime anime, anime film. Yeah. I mean, it's a it's it's, it's a, so different from like an anime film, like you know anything by like Hosoda Mamoru, yeah. or like you know Shinkai, or oh. like Satoshi Kon, or like well, what Hosoda Ma- Mamoru. Huh? came from what about yeah. Pom- what about Pompoko was that like directed Pompoko and- was my jam that wasn't a Miyazaki uh, was it I don't know if it was Ghibli Miyazaki or just Ghibli or it's, Miyazaki it's definitely Ghibli I don't know if it's Miyazaki I thought it was but I remember someone I, saying I it's not vibe. I get that vibe of like nature coexistence that yeah. I get a lot from like Miyazaki uh, but I don't know if th- I don't know if that's a Takahashi film or if it's it, a Miyazaki no I think film. it's Takahashi because I hate to say it there's no little girl yeah I think it's a Takahashi film. But that one's that one's definitely one of my absolute favorites. Oh yeah, that like like Heisei Tanuki Pompoko and Mononoke Hime were like the two Ghibli films I used to watch all the time when I was little. And I then sh- and then after those two I discovered Totoro. I actually have to do a video talking about why Tanuki have like big old balls. Yeah, oh yeah. Because it's like it's the most practical thing ever. Yeah. That'd be a cool video. So go yeah. check out the Gaijin Guma channel for that. <laughs> Sorry, yeah. Gaijin Guma Media. Shut up. Uh, Gaijin Guma LLC. Oh, uh, what else is a movie? Have you guys seen The Wind Rises? No. No. Oh, I, I, That's the one Miyazaki film I heard where Miyazaki, upon uh, airing, he actually cried. Yeah, he said it's oh. actually the first one he's cried It's the, cried one. It's the first one he's ever cried It's the first to. one, and it's the last one he made, I believe. Yeah. They're working on well, another one. It's which the is... most... It's the latest one. Yeah. I saw The Wind Rises. I thought it was I. How about Pocoroso? Po- I like Pocoroso. Oh. I liked it too. Yeah. Pigs Gotta Fly. Yeah. I keep forgetting that's what you guys call it. Because in Japanese, it's called Kurenai no Buta, mm. which is the red pig. Right, red pig. Yeah. That's that's interesting. Is that kind of like? Would you say that that's more of a boring title rather than Pocoroso? Yeah. Yeah, Pocoroso is definitely like. It's a pun. Yeah, it's definitely Pork. a more like well, Poco like pig and Rosso as in like red. Red. So it's just a different language. It's, yeah, it's just instead of the red pig, it's a little bit more catchy. Yeah. You know. Yeah. But sometimes, like, those things backfire. They can. Like, like goddamn uh, Detective Conan oh. being called Case Closed. Yes. I'm like, what? what? What's wrong with just Detective Conan? It's too plain. It's, I, and also, I heard it's because of those copyright issues. Also, we've had, yeah. like, a lot... I, I heard that, like, you know, the whole Conan Doyle thing. Oh, was, yeah, like, yeah. Copyrighted, yep. yeah. Yeah. Also, we have a lot of shows with the word detective in it. I Maybe they wanted to change it up. I guess, but why case closed? It sounds so boring. Because it, it rhymed, and it was... It rolled off the tongue pretty well. I guess so. But when someone... But, like, I, I just, like, try and hide my laughter every time it someone rhymed? comes up and says, like... Whenever someone comes up and it's like, oh, my favorite anime is Case Closed, and I'm like, oh, don't call it that, please. <laughs> it rhymed? Case? Okay, it's well, alliteration. It, yeah, it's alliteration. Oh, okay, gotcha. What's, like, another anime that, like, screwed up in the English title? I'm sure there's a ton. What's the one where they just completely... Erased? Oh, Erased. Yeah. Erased! Yeah, oh, that one was bad. <laughs> erased. I don't, I don't get why they called it that. 
Because originally, for those of you who don't know listening to this, the original Japanese title is Bokudakiyanemachi, which is the town where only I don't exist. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which sounds a lot more interesting than Erased. But it's too long. It, it is, is a bit too long. Like, all of the English anime that have had long titles have been comedic in some in some way. Mm, that's true. Or at least just a lot. Yeah, erased. Uh, erased. <laughs> oh, well. Did uh, you like Erased? Huh? Did you like Erased? Yeah, I, I enjoyed the ride. The ending was meh, but yeah. you know what? I enjoyed the ride. Yeah, I'll still say it's a decent anime. But I'll God, like... when episode 7 or 8 came, like, what? Yeah. What happened? Yeah. What is no, this? No, no, no. It, like it was like the last two episodes. Literally oh, yeah. the last, like episode eleven, the the giant cuck. Yeah. <laughs> as as we like to refer to it was uh, ooh, everyone was like, oh come on, man, you yeah. had all this build up, and then you just like. Pfft. Let's talk about an anime that everyone likes but you don't. Uh, that Edo manga sensei. <laughs> Sao. <laughs> oh no, I'll take my answer back. Sao is a good one. Yeah. Uh, okay, but like it's it's gone to a point where it's kind of like half half. Because there are so many anime YouTubers who rip on it. Yeah. So there's more and more people who are starting to like change their mind like, about it. Let me put this out there. I love Dragon Ball, and like so many of Super's arcs, I love. I hate this arc. Yeah. There's so much faffing around doing nothing. It's like. Well, that's like me with Bleach, dude. Yeah. Like Bleach, like Soul Society arc was amazing, and then the Aizen arc was like, what are you doing? Yeah. <laughs> you know. But it's like there was – see, here's the thing. You can do padding right, mm. but even when you do padding right too much, it still doesn't work. Yeah. It's like when – it's like, hey, let's go get with uh, Android 17 and mm. go stop space poachers. I'm like, really? <laughs> really, Toei? Is that the best you can give us? Yeah. And the dude the, – and the main poacher dude looked like the, the one frog from Flushed Away. Which one? Oh, yeah, the, the toad main, guy? The main yeah, toad yeah, yeah, guy. Yeah, yeah. I'm like – no, stop! Just, just get to the get to the arc already. And now we're to the arc, and it's like, all right, now everyone's fighting incoherent. It drives me crazy because it's like they set up like their team. Mm. It's like Gohan's going to be the leader, mm. and then like Goku's going to be the backup, and everyone follows him because he's the tactile one. Yeah. As soon as the tournament starts, everyone does their own thing. Yeah. Like Frieza does his own thing because whatever. Also, screw them for bringing Frieza back for more money. Like that. Oh, for cuts and Yes. Oh. No, no, no. They brought Frieza back again for Super. For, su- for Super. They brought him. You haven't been keeping up, have you? No, I, no. Dude, I haven't seen any. They of brought. Super. They brought him. They brought him back from cutesy hell to fight in the tournament because Boo fell asleep after he trained in like serious? God. Yes. They're yeah, it's really stupid. Deep into this. And then and then Goku leaves and he's like, I'm gonna go fight. Oh, what's the uh, tep, uh, Teppo? He's like, yeah. I'm gonna go fight Teppo and Gohan's like. You idiots! And even and like Piccolo's like, well, I don't know. I'm just yeah. gonna go. And Piccolo was just leaves. Piccolo was just being Piccolo. Like I don't care. And it's like Tien. Dude, legit. Like leaves. I, I gave up on the newer generation of Dragon Ball after I watched Fukuts and Airfu. I was like, that movie was a, like when people said like, oh, the Return of F was freaking amazing. I'm like, what part? Because I, I watched think, that whole movie I and think a everything lot of it, was bull. I think a lot of it is nostalgia and combat. Yeah. Like Battle the of the Gods was good. Yes. I like Battle of the Gods, but Fukatsu and Effort was just like, come on. Do you have anything to say about the new Dragon Ball? No, but my anime was free. (laughs) (laughs) Don't let, don't, don't let my Aki hear that. Yeah. Okay. Well, another one, uh, Fairy Tale. I don't know. Is it, is it, is it 
like o- like openly okay to rip on that now. Oh yeah, it's been around for a while. Well, I mean, it's, it's ending this year, so we can dance on. Oh uh, okay, got <laughs> it. You know what makes me really very s- fail, as I call it. Do you know what really makes me sad though? What? Like the hate for Boruto, because Bor- like mm. I didn't grow up with Naruto. What like I was a generation behind. Like Naruto wasn't my gateway, and I understand that people are tired of it, and they yeah. immediately brought it back. Immediately brought it back, and it's the same thing. But it's like by itself, it's fine no 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 here's the thing with boruto uh, that's supposed to carry on with now the new generation like it's symbolic mm -hmm. um naruto that age is done and now it carries on in his son and that is supposed to be for like the younger generation naruto's gone wrong for so long and it's done in a way where the people who have watched it can now just appreciate this new life while the new people can now just start like from here but see here's the thing is like they open up with like ninjutsu's going away because it's not necessary anymore that was the premise of me starting my new show with ninja because i wanted to showcase like real ninjutsu because all of these masters are not passing information down anymore mm. and so i'm like that's actually really compelling for boruto to be like the the one thing that like granted it wasn't ninjutsu it was really more like yamabushi kind of like arts right 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 but like the fact that it's no longer relevant because of technology that's that's been a japan's thing forever is like naturalism versus technology, can they coexist or do they have to fight for supremacy? I just can't get over the fact that Sasuke's daughter is called Salad. Like when I, <laughs> I saw- didn't know that. Yeah, oh, yeah dude. No. Like it's, it's <laughs> like you thought you thought you thought Boruto. Hold on, hold on. You thought Boruto was a stupid name, dude. Sasuke's Sasuke and Sakura's daughter is called Sarada. Yeah, so everyone said, so everyone made fun that, like, it's burrito and salad. Yeah, yeah. It's so dumb, dude. Like, what is Kishimoto thinking? Salad. It's salad. Salad burrito. Like, dude, look, dude, like, honestly, like, honestly, honestly, like, those sound like, you know, like, one-shot One Piece characters. Like, Sarada sounds like a One Piece character that you only see. It sounds like a Dragon Ball villain for a movie. Yeah. Salad and Sarada. <laughs> burrito and oh, salad. Man. Oh, man. But anyways, guys, we're going to leave it there for this episode. Thank you very much to Gaijin Goomba for joining oh, us well, this week. Oh, thank you guys for inviting you me. Guys wanna, uh, you, wanna, you guys want to... You guys. You want to shout out whatever you want to shout out? Yeah, um, Culture Shock on the Game Thirst channel or my channel, um, Gaijin Goomba Media. I'm actually going to be introducing more anime analysis content as well as like funny stories from my two years living in Japan. So tune into that. Yeah, definitely. And, uh, you know, Aki and I are going to be also working with Gaijin pretty closely with yep. all sorts of videos. So... Look forward to that. But uh, anyways, guys, thank you very much for joining us on yet another episode of the Anime Show, Joey and Aki. Uh, if you guys don't know who we are, I'm Joey. That's Aki. Hello. And we also do YouTube as well with under the names The Anime Man and Aki Dira. So go find us That's on great. YouTube, follow us on Twitter, all that kind of stuff. Oh, and if you ha- guys have anything to say about anything we talked about in this episode, we do have a specialized hashtag over on Twitter. What was it again, Aki? SBS anime sbs anime hashtag sbs anime let us know anything any thoughts about any other topics i mean we covered a lot of topics yes, this we week. Did. so i'm sure there's a lot of thoughts that you guys have you know you guys have left us also comments on you know soundcloud and all that kind of stuff so that's super freaking cool of you guys but anyways thank you guys so much for joining in yet again and we will see you next week Bye bye